0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Podcast Against Disease special Humanity in the Plague Times mini series. I am here remotely, so as not to infect others, with my sister in law, Julia Weston. How's it going?
1: Hey! I'm doing good. It's going good. <laughs> I'm here in Michigan.
0: Yeah, which has been an interesting state given that Detroit seems as if it's been hit fairly hard.
1: Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. Extra. They're a hot spot.
0: Yeah. I, I've seen some things in the news about they, they can't even get the bodies in appropriate storage quickly enough, which is a pretty grim situation.
1: Yeah, I know. It's really intense. I wonder about like the bigger cities and like poverty and that kind of thing, kind of affecting that stuff.
0: Yeah. And your state made national news uh, again, given that apparently some people are trying to protest the stay at home order by coming out and
1: oh yeah, gathering in
0: Lansing, which sounds like a fantastic idea.
1: Oh, no, yeah, you won't catch me there.
0: <laughs> yeah, so this is um and for our listeners, this is being recorded on April fourteenth, so that's the newest development right now. It may be yeah. pretty old news by the time it gets out, but nevertheless, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, okay. I've been pretty fully quarantined for about I think almost four weeks now.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's been pretty intense.
0: Yeah. You should tell everybody what you do because I think that plays a lot of a role into how oh, drastically yeah. your life has had to change.
1: Yeah. So I'm in the hair industry. I'm a hairstylist and I work behind the chair full time. As of, I want to say, March 12th was kind of the first day that I decided to like close my books Mm -hmm. and then our state fully closed like where cosmetologists weren't allowed to practice like by law I think on the 22nd I I believe but so I guess I stopped a little bit earlier just because I was seeing kind of what was going on and I I just started to feel a little uncomfortable Uh, mostly for my clients. Too, I, I do have some old like, and I have a, a big mixture of clients. Like when it comes to young girls, college, I do men as well, and then like the older community, like with touching up grays and mm-hmm. yeah. So I have been switching from working full time to being at home, and that's been a huge adjustment.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's kind yeah of like, <laughs> for
1: and- a full month. Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah. And it sounds like you were appropriately concerned. I mean, I don't think any of us had a clear idea what the course of the illness is, but I know we talked on some of our our other episodes about how the silent period for this illness is far more than we're used to with most respiratory illnesses. And so you may have really spared a lot of people a lot of misery by helping them avoid that exposure. And very likely could have yeah. spared yourself some grief, too, because uh, that's a lot of exposure for you behind the chair as well.
1: Yeah, our salon is a little bit bigger. We have 12 girls. I mean, well, and, and men do hairstyles. But mm-hmm. we, yeah, so there's 12 of us in the salon at a time. And, I mean, I see, you know, between 8 and 12 people a day. So it's, there's a lot of people coming in and out mm-hmm. of that salon, daily. So that's when I think it was when the gatherings were like taken down to 10 people Hmm. that I was like, well, it's real tricky in my industry. And I'm, oh, and it's super hands-on, you know, like us tattoo artists, the medical field. And there's, there's small, there's not that many fields that are like, I'm actually touching your hair, you know, your skin and We're in like 100% contact.
0: Yeah. There's no way that (laughs) you could fix up somebody's hair without being very much in range of whatever they've been exposed to.
1: That's 100%. No matter how many bleach wipes we have going. Yeah. It's just, you know, pretty intense. So it does have me thinking about what it will be like re-entering when we are allowed to go back to work, kind of what that will look like. But right now, I've been just trying to focus on the day-to-day. Like in this quarantine time, I feel like there's been a lot of emotions where it's kind of like one day is like, yeah, it's going to be great. And then the next day I'm like, man, we've we've really been in this house for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like not going to be great, but I'm just saying like this is going to be there is light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, we're going to make this through this. Be and being positive and moving forward, and then there's like the next day where I'm like, Wow, how long is this gonna go? I just, I, I'm not sure. We like, we don't have all the answers yet. So, kind of living in that day to day, um, I don't know, thought process is interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a level of uncertainty here that's beyond yeah. anything that we've experienced in our lifetimes, it's, yeah. And I mean, even sort of as an insider, I get the emails from my department chair and the people at at Hopkins, and it's like, well, we're probably going to see a peak of cases at some point in the next couple of weeks, but yeah, beyond, beyond that, we know very little. We're making all kinds yeah. of preparations, but like, I don't think anybody knows whether we're talking months, whether we're talking. I mean, I, I, th- yeah. I think it's pretty clear at this point that 2020 is going to be pretty screwed up for most of it. <laughs> Even if things are not locked down, we're going to have to do some sort of precautionary yeah. measures, social distancing, et cetera, for some time.
1: Yeah. Thankfully, today, actually, because our industry is so like I'm not employed by anybody mm-hmm. and I'm also not a business owner. So it's kind of like a. Niche thing where, what like when with when filing for unemployment? Yeah, we actually just today were able to file, so that was great. But we, yeah, it's like the yeah self employed is basically what it is. Mm -hmm. You're self employed and, but you don't have, you're not a business owner, I guess. But anyways, so we were able to file for that today, and so that will kind of help a little bit, but. Yeah, other than that, I'm like, could this be months and months and months? And yeah, I just am not sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean, our generation is in a weird place because we had the 2008 stock crash hit more yeah. or less at the time a lot of us were hitting adulthood. And then, I mean,
1: yeah.
0: Um, as you and my brother are figuring out, this second wave of Lord knows what's going on is hitting right around the time people are starting this start families, and a lot of people are getting their first house or settling into, Mm -hmm. you know, where other people would start finding some stability. And here we are with an excess of instability, one might say.
1: I know. Isn't that wild? It really is interesting. It's already shifted Jacob and I's perspective a lot, just, you know, having this event happen. It's like, wow, just really kind of have a lot of time to reflect. <laughs>
0: yeah. What's been shocking to me is just how little this actually resembles all the apocalyptic scenarios that people had talked about like I mean I guess you know everyone jokingly planned for like the zombie apocalypse and that kind of thing but I guess most yeah. most disasters were more likely to lead to something like this where society is ground to a halt but like the you know we still have police and things like that it's not like total anarchy
1: right yeah no exactly i i feel super thankful my situations that i'm in but yeah i can't help but think about some people like i know they're in some more tougher situations and then i'll my i also go to that next level of where i'm like wow it could be you know 10 times worse, (laughs) like kind of like what you're saying.
0: Yeah, and it's it's just in a weird place given that this is going to be such a slow burn. I mean, I was surprised to find out that a lot of our floors, I guess at least one floor of Hopkins was already set up for Ebola if need be. So that's the one that they converted over for the first COVID cases. But of course, that space is... I don't know all the details about what's going on there, but that space is, if it has not already been packed and beyond packed, it certainly mm-hmm. will be in the near future. So, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure. Like, I always hear the news refer to John Hopkins right now for information and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I wasn't sure, you know, how Baltimore, where they were at, really. I know New York has kind of seen, the, you know, the worst of it,
0: but... Yeah. I didn't know if,
1: yeah, you know, how Baltimore
0: was being affected. Yeah, I mean, Baltimore is not doing great. I mean, yeah, we have at Hopkins alone, we have into four figures of of cases that we've seen, and we're in the process of moving things around. We've got two psychiatry residents have moved to ICU duty mm. to try and cover some of the need. And there's some talk of other things changing and sort of faculty level doctors and other departments being kind of moved around to different things. So Mm -hmm. I think we're learning, first of all, just how unprepared we were for something like this, not specifically to Hopkins, but just as a society and a medical community.
1: Yeah. I know. I I wondered that too. I just, I I don't have a ton of knowledge of the medical community, really. Yeah, What I, I have been interested to see kind of how our country has responded to it all. And then also, you know, there's been other countries that have been dealing with the same thing. And, yeah, it's just it's kind of interesting to see. I, I don't I keep on. Like when my brain goes to that realm, like for what I do and my knowledge of like the world, I almost have to shut it down a little bit because I'm like, well, you know, I, that area is completely out of my hands (laughs) and I just have to do like my part,
0: Yeah, which is like
1: staying home. But yeah, it's been, it's been interesting on the outside, like seeing how we've responded, you know, um, and I don't even fully know really what's going on in the hospitals. Like I I talked to like some of my nurse friends and, um, you know, you, but other than that, I'm just like, well, I, you know, I know everybody's doing like, I just, I'm like, wow, I, I've never been more thankful for our medical, like people who have dedicated their lives to, you know, medicine and, you know, helping others. So yeah. I'm super thankful for the people that have gone into that field, but I just can't imagine how everyone feels right now. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. I can tell I'm you it's a, it's a strange feeling. I mean, for me,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> not to go too far off topic, but one of the things for me is just like the realization that this is very likely the closest I'm ever going to be. To a situation where I can do something like brave,
1: yeah. <laughs> so,
0: like they're talking about <laughs> opening up opening up a specific psychiatric ward for patients with COVID that still need psychiatric care, like they're actively psychotic and tearing off the tearing the paint off the walls, that kind of a thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, if they're if they're asking people to sign up for that, I might have to do it because I don't want to tell my grandkids that I was the wuss. When, oh, no. when people were asking for who's going to step up, you know?
1: <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness.
0: But it's a weird position but, to be yeah, like, oh, I'm actually going to... Be... And I'd have to put myself in literally mortal danger to do that. Yeah. And that's not something... I mean, I guess I always knew it was a possibility, but it's the same as, like, I guess the possibility of a meteor hitting somewhere, you know?
1: No, exactly. Because I'm like, I, I know that... People go into the field for different things, but I'm like, I don't think most people are, you know, thinking about this scenario (laughs) Yeah. when they go in to do that. Like, yeah, that would be that would be a tough call. Yeah, it's just wild. Even the cashiers and people with the shipped orders and well, that's, you know, it's like, wow, you're going to work still like, (laughs) but obviously they are but it's just kind of intense.
0: Yeah. I think we're going to have to take a long, hard look at our collective priorities after this. Cause it is true. Like a lot of these people with their, who are absolutely essential employees. I mean, I I was relying on Amazon fresh before this even hit. And now there's like this massive demand on it. And I'm like, Hey, I was here first crisis.
1: (laughs) I know, But,
0: but we're not, necessarily paying people in those fields a living wage and
1: yeah I know
0: and yeah I am That's no. what
1: no that's what Jacob and I were talking about where we like I think people's perspectives will change a little bit when it comes to like oh get a real job you know and like when you're working at you know a supermarket or Whatever, and it's like, well, actually, these jobs are so fundamental to our life, yeah, you know, and they're so important. Yeah, it's really kind of intense.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is shedding shedding a lot of light on so many factors. Like, we're learning just how many of us work quote unquote non essential jobs. Like, yeah, and I don't mean to shame anybody who's working a non essential job. I think that no, the, yeah,
1: I mean,
0: a lot of things that. I mean, for, for example, haircuts, everyone is going to have yeah. a terrible haircut. Oh, no. I was the
1: <laughs> first one to be like, I, I, well, well, yeah, I was obviously like one of the first people in our salon to be like, you know what, I am going to go ahead and close my books. And I think some of my coworkers thought I was nuts, mm-hmm. but that was my thought processes. And I'm like, this is not essential. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think, uh, but my clients might beg to differ. <laughs>
0: yeah. And it,
1: yeah, I've definitely got a lot of my, like a lot of my clients have reached out to me, you know, they're like, well, I need to be looking presentable on Zoom still, or um, I, how am I able to, you know, get by? Um, and yeah, it's been kind of interesting how to, encourage them to go with what they have naturally it's <laughs> yeah. but yeah I mean you you've you've cut your hair by yourself before
0: yeah and I'm fortunate so, that the bathroom here has so many mirrors that I can at least get a decent look at what what's going on so that I can trim things
1: <laughs> yeah but yeah the guys if they want to keep the short hair like is the most maintenance and then the, the people who have gray yeah, it should be very interesting when I go back to work. I'm gonna have a lot of work to do. Absolutely. And because everyone's gonna need it, you know, the day I go back. So that that should be really interesting. <laughs> I keep on saying interesting. But yeah, well, I mean, I mean it's, yeah, it's just one of those things where we've never experienced this before, and I think everybody is just taking it one day at a time and seeing how we'll do it one step at a time.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's so many unknowns. I mean, I remember yeah. seeing an article in the onion years and years ago that I think it was fe- featuring president Clinton is how far back this goes, but it was saying like yeah. president calls for national week off for nation to get its shit together. And this <laughs> is like, I was like, mesmerized at the time how weird it would be if society shut itself down for a week, and I guess now I know what that looks like.
1: Right? <laughs> I couldn't have even imagined it until, like, now. I Like, yeah. yeah. It's wild.
0: And, of course, we got the masks, which makes it all look very dystopian and steampunk, or uh, I guess cyberpunk is more it,
1: like it. It really does. It really
0: does.
1: It like, really makes it have that extra burn when you see it.
0: Yeah. I'm finding out just how friggin annoying masks are to wear oh, on a long-term yeah. basis. Oh my goodness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm contemplating mm. trying to build some sort of a valve system where I can breathe in through like <laughs> one filter and breathe out through some like worse filters. So I don't have so much yeah. breath accumulating.
1: Yeah. Those medical grade ones too. You can't really get anything through there, huh?
0: No. And that's, that's the idea. Anything, um, the, yeah. The reason that they weren't recommending the surgical masks at first is because when you breathe in, you suck in so much air around the mask that particles are still likely to get in. But it does oh. it does help quite a bit to prevent your germs from getting to others.
1: Oh, yeah. Is the
0: idea, and the mm-hmm. and the N95s are those are the medical grade or the most common of the medical grade ones. They have yeah. to form a seal on your skin all the way around in order to mm. be useful at all. Because theoretically, if a particle can get around it, then you're SOL.
1: Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't know that. With what my brother-in-law does, I've talked to a few people because they like, were almost feeling bad because they had a couple of those mm-hmm. because of spray painting. Yeah. Like we, in doing art
0: yeah and lots of people did like i
1: yeah i
0: remember picking up some i mean my parents have them now and i think they were talking about donating some or most of them because
1: yeah lots
0: of people legitimately had n95s before there was this massive need for them for things like you're saying so i mean yeah there's no need to feel guilty about owning them but if you are (laughs) so inclined consider donating um your extras
1: yeah exactly I don't have any, but it was somebody, one of the graffiti artists that had had like a good number of them that mm. was going to donate them, I think.
0: Yeah, that'd be a good move. Yeah. Because th- there's absolutely a need and
1: yeah,
0: it, we're already stretching them so far beyond their limit. Like these things are basically supposed to be disposable and I have, I have two mm-hmm. of them to my name and one yeah. of them is left over from... One that I had here at home. So, wow. It really is a matter of like, I don't think anybody knows how effective they're supposed to be after days and Mm -hmm. weeks of use.
1: Oh, yeah. I see what you're
0: saying. Because any kind of filter Mm -hmm. like that has to clog up at some point.
1: Mm -hmm, Because it is so good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But Hmm. we'll learn. Hopefully, we'll learn quickly enough what's going on. Yeah, like there's whole new industries springing up with trying the idea of trying to sterilize and redeploy the masks, which makes a lot of sense. There's probably a way to clean them,
1: but yeah. we're having
0: to figure this all out on the fly.
1: Yeah, um, my sister was telling me about MSU. They were, um, they've I guess worked on something that like kind of repels. Gosh, I'm going to slaughter it, so I won't even tell you. Oh, you can <laughs> but take- they're using it. They're using it in the... It, like at Sparrow now, mm-hmm. and in all the hospitals around our area. And I don't know, maybe in other ones too, but they've invented, like just in the last couple of weeks, this... I think it's like a cleaning, either chemical or wipe mm-hmm. that repels.
0: This. Oh, that's interesting.
1: So, yeah. So they, they put it on the mask that they are wearing.
0: Oh, that makes, that's yeah. interesting. I don't have, I don't know how it would work, but I can imagine such yeah. a thing existing and that would be a huge benefit. Yeah,
1: Well, it was one of our, um, one of our friends, she's a nurse and she was saying that MSU was, uh, that they started using that just recently. That's but, awesome. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't get the full around about it, but I just thought, wow, these amazing bright minds that we have, like yeah. coming up with these inventions, like in these times. I'm just like applauding because I'm just I'm happy that we have people who, you know, are working hard. <laughs>
0: Well, and I think we're going to see a a massive amount of innovation during this period. I mean, we've we've already seen so much where I think that a lot of hypocrisy has been laid bare where it's like, it's impossible to do this job from home. And it's like, no, no, it isn't. It definitely is (laughs) not (laughs) impossible. (laughs) And I mean, heck, even, even in my residency, there's like they made all these changes in the schedule to make sure that everyone was getting enough rest and that people who were, you know, pregnant and shouldn't be around yeah. these exposures if it can be avoided. We like mm-hmm. overnight flipped over the apple cart and changed all these things. Yeah.
1: It's like, wow. Even even with Jacob's work, like mm-hmm. they said to him, like, you can't, like there's no way you'll be able to do what you do from home and he's been fully able to do his full job at home. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: that's, that's the <laughs> truth. has
1: been great.
0: That, that's the truth. I mean, a lot of people are doing essentially computer work or what you would call knowledge work where you don't have mm-hmm. to be face-to-face with anybody. And I hope that one of the advantages that comes out of this is that we see that the world isn't going to collapse if we do more things remotely. Because, yeah. I mean, in terms of addressing the next crisis that's you know a few decades down the line before it's gonna look this bad with the whole yeah environmental climate change thing if we Mm -hmm. say hey why don't you guys stop commuting so much i mean that would be a huge benefit on this oh yeah
1: i know those pictures of china that i saw even when they had their shutdown yeah it was pretty intense to see like the level of smog that was gone and I know, I think our country is the same with, like, transit and especially, actually, Michigan. Yeah. But, like, we have a lot of people in cars.
0: Well, yeah, so much but, of this country was developed with cars in mind. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: it, you have to live in certain types of cities where it's even reasonable to live close enough to walk.
1: Yeah. That's what I was going to say is... Yeah, I know. This is a fast-paced life that America has lived for. It's just really wild stepping off the hamster wheel. Yeah, like we've been going, 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 and commuting, commuting, and kind of going like a little hamster. And now it's like, oh, we might have to do it a different way. Yeah. And that's gonna. I think it's gonna create a lot of change. Like we're like living a real historical big moment kind of yeah was unexpected
0: (laughs) yeah well I mean I remember you know speaking of haircuts one of the big things I'm gonna probably always remember about this is like right around the time this was all coming out I was planning on getting a haircut and I was just gonna swing down to the salon and and get one like as a Mm walk-in and then like that day or whatever it was like oh that is no longer a thing we can do
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: You couldn't couldn't get a haircut. Well, I think what was ultimately the issue is that I I don't know that they had been formally shut down, but enough information was coming out that it was officially a really bad idea.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) And just all these, yeah, all these changes coming down completely. But it is also fascinating (laughs) because I think it, it puts eyes on this idea that a lot of the work we do does not necessarily have to be done at a particular pace. Like... Even research work mm-hmm. and, you know, even a fair amount of clinical work could be done at a different pace and life would go on. I think that mm-hmm. we have a tendency in this country to see everything as a hair-on-fire emergency and it sort of makes it hard after a while to distinguish what's actually an urgent matter from
1: what right. wait. Yeah. Yeah, society-wise and then... You know, people's individual perspectives on what they prioritize in their day-to-day life is interesting, too. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like,
1: there's the societal, like, kind of like what you're saying in the medical world, too. What is urgent? And then for the individual person, they have, like, this list of what they feel is urgent which I wonder if that will change after going through something like this for people individually.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's definitely going to have major echoes. I think Yeah. the bigger question that I have sometimes is like, how long is not only the pandemic going to last, but how long is it going to take the economy to get back to something approaching normal? And yeah, if, are we going to have some sort of COVID-related societal changes in place for like years? Because... Who yeah. knows how long it's going to take to have a proper vaccine for this.
1: Yeah, I wonder too. It's kind of overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I have no idea. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I think we're, oh, we're all much in the same boat that way. Yeah. So, I mean, what are your biggest concerns going forward with this whole process?
1: Mostly, I guess, right now I am wondering... How we will come down the mountain, I guess, is how I've been visualizing it. Like, I feel like we've been kind of climbing this mountain and it's been, you know, really sad and there's been a lot of loss. And I believe there's been some good things. I know this probably is like a weird thing to say, but there's been some good things that could come out of this. And as we like move back out of our homes and into what we were doing before or the new way that we'll be doing things. I, that's where my brain's kind of at right now is wondering how that is all going to fall into place. Cause I just really don't know how that's going to look. So that's why I'm just like kind of taking it one day at a time and on a, on a real note, being super thankful for, you know, right now, the time that I do have and being thankful for things that I took for granted. And then just like moving forward and, you know, what I can do as an individual. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. And it it is a very weird place to be that for most of us, the best thing we can possibly do is hang out at home and practice introverted behaviors for the most part. Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm like, we're all living like the introvert right now, which isn't necessarily me. Hmm. But I've been, yeah, tested with feeding off of alone time, which I think has been a, a good change for me. It's one of the positives I can take out of this, for sure. Oh, is cool. kind of like being forced to slow down. I just think our culture was going too fast. Yeah, I may have to get going soon. Oh, that's only fine. to yeah. do the bedtime thing. But
0: yeah, I appreciate you talking to me. I think we've got uh, we covered. Oh gosh, most Cody, of the I,
1: I don't even doing. know if I made any sense.
0: I don't know that there's any sense to be made of this for sure. <laughs> like I, the purpose of this. Yeah. The purpose of getting these aggressively right now is that this is a snapshot in time. That yeah, if we don't capture people's experiences right now, then something will be lost.
1: This is yeah, the, I'm doing this true. miniseries
0: largely as like a time capsule thing. So it's it's not as yeah. if any of us have to have any profound wisdom. I just yeah, think I that, don't have any. <laughs> I just think that in ten years, it's going to be hard to explain just how friggin' weird this was. Yeah, super
1: weird. Yeah, super strange. I've had to say, or Castela will be like, I want to see my cousins, or I miss going to the park. She keeps on saying she's dreamed about the park when she wakes up. (laughs) And I keep on telling her, I'm like, oh, I'm like, we're just staying at home for a little bit because there's been people that have gotten sick. And so we're just, we're kind of hanging at home for a little bit. And she is like, very she's been fine with it which has been a big shock to me but she is also three so (laughs) so she's she's kind of like okay parents got it and as long as you guys have it I'm safe and confident and comfortable so I feel like I've been I have been taking a lot from that in a way where it's like she's at full ease and And at home, happy and comfortable, and you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, children are super resilient. I mean, they've been through situations that adults can't. I can't imagine any adult getting through. Yeah. Without great trauma. And yeah, they may not fully understand what's going on. She's also only got three years of experience (laughs) to build on. So, as far as she knows, this might be the sort of thing that happens all the time. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because she has said a few times where she's like, you're not going to work. And I'm like, yeah, not right now. <laughs> and she's like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jacob gets to live the 50s and 60s lifestyle <laughs> with no, <laughs> with like me pretty much taking care of the kids and making all of his meals and.
0: Hmm. You guys will have to he's, rewatch no, Mad Men or something.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Jacob's like, "This is awesome." No, <laughs> he's like, "We'll stay in here forever." No, <laughs> I think it's been harder for the older generation to take things a little bit more seriously.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're probably more set in in their ways, and I think the single biggest factor is that we are much more comfortable with the technology that's available to us. And that's where, yeah. like, I've been on on this track month where most of my time is spent on, like, research-type projects. And I will spend six days a week without leaving my home. And I'm so connected because of the internet and FaceTime and everything that I don't really recognize that I've been that isolated.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. No the way there's snow out there. Oh my goodness, I'll come see.
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, I can certainly let you go, and I think we'll, okay. we'll have good content from this. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, and depending on how long this goes, certainly if, if there's still something interesting to say in a couple of months, it might be worth circling back around and talking again on this.
1: Cool.
0: But... Awesome. All right.
1: All right. I'll see. I'll talk to you later. Yep. (laughs) Have a good night.
0: Tell the fam I said hello.
1: I will. Okay. Bye.